Happy, happy, happy 2019. I am right now in London Heathrow Airport again, coming back from India, and I am in a shower room that you can rent by the hour. So I had a nine hour flight from India to get to London and then I have a nine-hour flight to get back to the East Coast in America from London and there was a four-hour break so I thought I'd take a shower the shower is a beautiful like high-quality hotel shower that you would have so I have my own little private room in here and I'm drying off resting my feet and I thought I'd talk a little bit about lateness, punctuality, being an adult, and how that all wraps up into growing your business and leaving a life of integrity. So if there is a bit of an echo, it's because I'm in a, you know, maybe eight foot <coughs> by five foot room. It's a beautiful shower. <laughs> so what I'm going to do is read an article to you. So it's like a little bedtime story um, that I wrote about lateness and talking a little bit about being an adult in 2019. Now, I'm not asking you to act like an adult. I'm asking you to be what you already are. More than likely, if you're listening to this, and this goes for people 25 and over in my book. So if you're under 25, you have some time, but you can still implement these steps. But if you're over 25, you are an adult. So I'm asking you just to be what you already are. Now, yes, yeah, sometimes we have to implement some actions and behaviors to act like an adult, but it's important to really recognize that you are an adult. So punctuality has to do with adultness, making excuses for lateness, continue being late, making people wait because somehow you are thinking that your time is more valuable than theirs. Now, even if you don't think that, that is what's happening when you are making people wait. I'll give you an example. Recently, I wanted to use someone's services that did some consulting and coaching and uh, helped me along with these podcasts like I was, um, I think I told you about that on another podcast and also on, um, you know my my speeches because now I'm making more money with my writings my talkings my speeches those kind of things so I want to streamline that now this person I really admire their speech the way they talk the class that they give I like that and I utilized their services twice both times the person was late I did learn something the first time that helped me with my speeches and the first time they were late and they let me know that I was late, they were going to be late through stories um, on Instagram. So it was letting the world know and me know as well. So to me, that's not uh, proper or respectful because you're utilizing that as, you know, another post, not really reaching out heartfully and saying, oh, I'm so sorry that I'm making you wait. Now, 
This is a paid service. I'm paying this consultant for their time. I'm paying this consultant to help grow my business and they are late. Now, I am always willing to learn. However, the second time when this person was late, when it's a paid service, I'm paying you for an hour or two of your time to help me grow my business in the ways I want. This is a service you're offering, coaching services. And they showed up 20 minutes late. It was an in-person meeting, 20 minutes late the second time with no communications with me. I'm just sitting at the front of a hotel waiting and waiting and waiting for 20 minutes, looking at my phone like this person really isn't gonna call. Now you might say, well, I would have left, I would have left. I was in a different state and I was all this, so I was waiting. Yes? Hello? Yes? Okay. Well, they just knocked on the door and told me my time is finished. So let me gather my things and then I will continue the story. So to wrap up that story, uh, that person has a lot to offer me in their speaking and things. But I got what I could out of the first session. After that second session of making me wait for 20 minutes with no communication whatsoever, and then rolling into the restaurant saying, oh, I'm sorry, traffic. I'm like, are you really kidding me to roll in here and use a petty-ass, child-ass excuse as traffic? Uh, we were on the East Coast, and it's lots of traffic there, but I've been frolicking and living in L.A. forever, and L.A., Traffic still is not an excusable excuse for being late. Preparation will help you not be late over traffic. Yes, there can be dump trucks jumped over on the ground. There could be accidents. There could be, oh, it was unusually heavy. But okay, then you would communicate that. But if it's a consistent chronic thing that you're late because of traffic, then you are actually giving the message that you don't care about other people's time. You think that your time is more valuable. So I'm no longer going to be able to use this person for their consulting services because I cannot look past being late for two meetings and not letting me know. Even if they did let me know the second one, I'm not going to go on a third one and just continually show up on time and then wait for 20 minutes because your time is somehow more valuable. And it just sets up a thing of untrustworthy. Even though I know they have a lot to offer, I won't be able to put up money for it. We can become friends or colleagues, and we'll see if that happens. But as far as a paid client, there's no possible way. These are also signs when people show up late for dates. First dates, second dates, third dates. There's, you know, you get a pass once, and if it was communicated properly, communicated properly would be you would call and have a sincere apologetic nature. Not a childlike guilty nature. Not a, oh my God, oh my God, I'm so sorry. But there's a way, you can say, oh my God, I'm so sorry. But it's not in a rushing, weird way. It's like, hey, I'm late. I understand your time is valuable and I'm really sorry. So I'm going to read this article here. Now this is lateness showing up. Now when we're talking about performing services on clients, it's best to be on time too because you know this person has one hour to get their manicure or pedicure done or their hair or whatever the service is if it's 30 minutes if they know they're going to be there for two and a half hours whatever it is and believe me lots my whole entire career has been about rushing working with celebrities working with people in la the service takes two hours and they want it done in 45 minutes 
sometimes I can do it, sometimes I can't. I've always been doing natural nails, so there's a lot of things I can cut out. When it comes to acrylic services and stuff, I mean, there's a lot to be done there, and sometimes it just can't be done in the times they're offering. So if you do do you know what you might consider a longer service and you want your time you let the people know at booking okay you got a full set uh with art that's going to be an hour that'll be two and a half hours whatever it is so that they can plan on that another thing is if you are running late when it comes to services because this article has to do with other things but there are ways to um still be considerate and follow an adult plan of punctuality when you're doing services so you have a full book day you know you start running late on the second or third one and this is you running late on a service not someone coming in if someone comes in late and then that makes your whole day run late you know there's um questionable things there if you're always a person that's late and making your clients late then yes if a client comes late you know i think it would be your obligation to take them because you're a person that's always making your clients late so it wouldn't make sense to stand up to them and say sorry you came more than 15 minutes late i can't take you however if you're a person that that happens every now and then it's not a chronic thing then there can be something in place that if you are running late you let them know hey i'm running about 15 or 20 minutes late behind because it's just a common courtesy that they know then they can sit in their car and do an email they can make a phone call they can take their time. They can go get a coffee. They don't have to rush if they're a person that really respects themselves and your time to get there on time. And then you're making them wait 20 minutes when you already knew and could let them know. So um, if there's any other questions about that, of, of some things we can do when we are running late for people, then um, you know I can address that in another one. Just DM me on Instagram, the underscore Naja. That's N-A-J-A. Or you can email me at najazone, that's N-A-J-A-Z-O-N-E at gmail.com and let me know some scenarios or things you'd like to know about when you're actually performing a service. Now here's an article just of overall lateness and what it really communicates about you and yourself when you're late. So it's titled, Are You Chronically Late? If so, here's how to never do it again. This was originally pu- published on thewonderreport.com. I've written a bunch of articles for them. I usually write uh, something about six times a year or so. So there's some other articles uh, up there as well if you'd like to read that. That's called thewonderreport.com. It's a great website for kick-ass rock star women. Okay, so are you chronically late? And if so, here's how to never let it happen again. I have some news for you that will change your life, but first it may annoy you. Like it or not, you are in control of whether you are a punctual person or one who is famously tardy. Yes, no matter how stubborn your habits, you absolutely have the capability and the discipline to be on time all of the time. We all possess the tools to make it happen, but we must use those tools. I'll tell you how to do just that. The first salon owner to ever employ me gave me the most valuable lesson on how I was being perceived by my embarrassing lack of punctuality. During this time, I was habitually 10 minutes late for all of my pedicure clients. There they were, sitting in their chair, kicked back and feet soaking, and I'd arrive at the salon and walk right by them. Trust me, that is the true walk of shame. (laughs) 
He was quick to praise me for being his top performer, but stung me when he explained that he did not trust me to advance my position or even give me keys to his spa. It was not because he thought I might steal, but clearly he equated time with money. Clearly, I did not. When he asked me how he could trust me knowing that paying clients would be waiting on the front steps for me to arrive and open the doors, it was a wake-up call. Side note, this is why I can no longer trust the consultant with my time or my money that I use because time is money. And if you have someone sitting there for 20 minutes on two different occasions, it's, it's unacceptable personal behavior and it's definitely unacceptable business behavior. Okay, so back to the article. This is after my first mentor, Gino Trunzo, stung me. I said, I cried, and I knew he was right. I learned that punctuality counts over everything else, and I need to apply that principle to my life. Before the handshake, before the introduction, before the fashion assessment, you must ask yourself, did I make them wait? This is an acid test of your character, the golden first impression. Judge Judy in her book, Be the Hero of Your Own Story, says that we can use punctuality as a success strategy, along with offering mutual respect for the other person's time. She offers a scenario of meeting with producers of her show in regard to her contract. She always arrives at the restaurant 30 minutes prior to the scheduled time. She set the scene, eating a piece of bread, napkin on her lap while sipping a beverage. When the others arrive early, 15 minutes early or right on time, it looks as she's been waiting there a while. This means they apologize for making her wait, which is also to say that she immediately has the upper hand. This is the mighty weapon for success. Being on time is the ultimate tool. Why your lateness speaks volumes about your life. I spoke with Kathleen Allman, author of Shortcuts to Mindfulness, 100 Ways to Personally and Spiritually Glow, and director of the Transpersonal Counseling Center, about implementing practical tips for guaranteeing that one will never be late again. She believes the first step is that one must recognize what being late actually communicates. With genuinely compassionate-filled breath, she says, many latecomers are unaware of how much their lateness non-verbally communicates about oneself. During our interview, she lays out the following about what being late conveys to others. When you're late, it communicates that you are not in charge of your time. It shows that you are chaotic and lack respect for yourself and others. It says that you are not in control of your own life and it carries an air of sloppiness. So no matter how much time it took you to apply your fabulous makeup, how amazing your shoes and how fashion forward your handbag, when you show up late, you appear sloppy to those who are in better control of their lives. Bam. When asking Almond if she believes there is such a thing as being too early, she says that depends on how you want to live your life. Her motto is simple, plan to arrive early and expect to wait. She advises that you create a more meditative approach to your day by arriving at least 30 minutes prior to everything, no matter what. And if needed, wait in the car with a book, take a walk or relax until the appropriate time to walk in. If it is an especially important meeting, like a job interview, I arrive an hour early and wait in the car, she says. 
While Allman agrees that the I was stuck in traffic excuse is valid, especially in Los Angeles, she quips, of course there was traffic, but it's ultimately not an excuse at all. You can still plan accordingly to arrive early with or without traffic. So just how do we unlate ourselves? Is it truly possible to go from an always late comer to an early comer? According to Almond, yes, but it requires real effort. How to never, ever, ever be late again. The first beauty agency to hire me to work on magazine photo shoots and music video sets for A-list celebrities among the lights of Lady Gaga, Mariah Carey, and Mary J. Blige impacted me greatly when they said, when it comes to set work, arriving on time is half the battle. I remember laughing to myself and thinking, hmm, this won't be lessons on how to deal with celebrities? No, not that. This is about arriving on time. But I learned they were right, and it groomed me for the challenge. The bottom line is that there really are no excuses. It doesn't matter how many years or decades you've spent being late. It doesn't matter if your lateness has become a part of your personality. You can change it, if you want to. There needs to be an internal willingness to do it. You must set the attention and the commitment deep down that no matter what, you will arrive on time. She gives a solid blow to all our excuses by stressing, if you truly reflect on the events leading up to arriving late, it can be traced back to the very second when a decision was made <clears throat> that it really didn't matter to be late. She says to, to always add an extra time for traffic, 15 to 45 minutes or so, as well as snafus and ordinary life disruptions. And most of all, communicate with yourself and others if you're going to be late. I'll conclude this lesson on punctuality with wisdom from my grandmother, a.k.a. Nana, who says, Never be late because you are not that important. The person you are going to see is just as important. It is about keeping your word and your commitments. If you say 8 o'clock, it's 8 o'clock. Then she adds with a playful smile and a wink, And if you're a single lady, never be late on your period. <laughs> That's Nana's little joke for you. But the communication of this really impacted me greatly because I was a person that was always late. My friends would always know I was always habitually 20 minutes to 30 minutes late. And now when I look back on that, you know, making someone wait as if I'm the most important person in the world and that my time is somehow more valuable than than yours that is the true essence of equality that all of our time is important we all are on a ticking time bomb to our death so how dare you make someone wait as if your time is more important so now I do Im implement this where I would try to be a half hour to 15 minutes early usually I'm there 15 minutes early because I'm planning to be there 30 minutes early but I'm still late on that and I get there 15 minutes early I mean it's all a process so if you can try to employ these things and actually get into your mind that metaphysically it is not okay to be late. Being late is time debting. If you're in debt and you can feel the effects of debt, like that it's weighing on your shoulders, you just want to pay it off, you just want to get it done. When you rise up to the challenge of being on time, when you're inching on being late, you will be, you know, stressed because you will be having that same feeling that you might be time debting so
Happy on timeness, my peeps. So this is information coming to you from a chronically late person. I was late probably for three decades of my life. Rumor has it that I did come early on my birth. My mother said I was a premature to one month. My grandmother said that's not true. So who knows? <laughs> All I know is I do make a joke. Well, I came early. That was the only time. Uh, so I'm chronically late person. Used to make excuses and make up all kind of stuff. Then I started to not make excuses when I would show up. I would just say, I'm very sorry that I'm late. And I wouldn't say anything else. Because once I became a business owner, when people came to me or even if people come to me and they give whatever excuse, traffic, I had to drop off my mom, I had, you know, this or that. If there's an emergency, I had an emergency, I had to pick up. Okay, if it was an emergency... Why didn't you let the person know that was going to be waiting for you during your emergency? Things happen. You communicate as soon as you know that emergency is coming up and you had to pick up your son from school when someone else was supposed to be doing it. Things like that. But when you stroll in late, it energetically changes everything. You're frazzled, you're this, you're that, and then you have a million excuses. You sound foolish. People that have their life in order know that you don't have your life in order, no matter how fabulously dressed you are or how qualified you come. When you show up late, it's an indication of a number of things that I'll go in the article. If a date shows up late, I immediately think, well, what if this were to go on? But I probably won't because they showed up late, so I, don't, I immediately don't start to take it seriously. However, where my mind goes straight to is, okay, this is a date. It's meant to get to know each other see if we're gonna you know continue on dating would it turn into a serious relationship would we become friends or would we just you know never see each other again we show up late the never see each other again is highly likely <laughs> but not always i'm trying not to be such a black and white kind of person but um where my mind goes to is okay this person showed up late for a date the first date when you're supposed to be putting your best forward and I fast forwarded to like okay what if we are in a relationship a couple years down the road and your responsibility is that you pay some of the bills for the house you pay our cell phone bills whether it's I'm giving you my portion and you pay it or you're covering the whole thing either way it shows that you can't show up for a date you might not be able to pay our collective bills on time you might not be able to pay the cell phone bill on time so it's already trustworthy. And I'm not going to have someone in my life that I have to constantly micromanage and double check on. Did you do it? Did you do it? Did you do it? That's called a son. And a lot of times I see people in relationships, women that have, you know, basically a son-like person as their, you know, significant other that they can have sex with once in a while. And I'm just not interested in that. So the being on time part... Um, if I can do it, you can do it. This is for sure. Because I was chronically late. My friends used to tell me, you know, like say the, the um, we were meeting for lunch at 1. They would tell me 12.30 so that I would have to be on time. But looking back on that, I, I see that that's so chaotic and so disrespectful. And I lived a very chaotic life. Dude, a lot of trauma, mistreatment, and misinformation, and no guidance in my childhood. So... I'm now um, working diligently on this for the past couple years, and and it is working. Um, I see how lateness is also excused sometimes when people either 
respect someone or put them into some sort of celebrity category. You know, a number of times I would show up late due to traffic or something and, and people, oh, well, that's okay, we know you're really busy. I mean, that is an unacceptable feat. Um, it's not acceptable to be late whether you're, you know, a celebrity, a worker bee, Jesus, you know, spiritual people, highly spiritual people uh, aren't going to be late if they say they're going to meet at a certain time. So, um, those are my notes on lateness. The, the good news is that if I can do it, you can do it. So the three things that stood out to me and, and has helped me change being on time is, one, I always plan to be there a half hour early. I have yet to really get anywhere a half hour early. I do arrive 15 minutes early. So that will help. If you plan to be somewhere a half hour early, knowing that no matter what comes up and if you still leave the house 10 minutes later than what you wanted to to be able to get you there a half hour early you'll get there 15 minutes early that's where I'm at now I'm progressingly going to work my way to getting there a half hour early but now I have made a commitment to never be late for anything never be on time for anything you know always plan to be there 15 minutes early especially if you're going to a new place where you know there's going to be parking in Los Angeles there's lots of places where you go to find parking could take 20 minutes to a half hour so and then to wherever you park to get to where you're supposed to be meeting the person could be another half hour and then you drove two hours because of traffic to get there so it's it's a very um trying city to try to do more than one or two things in a day so if everyone else is on that same time frame in Los Angeles, why would it be acceptable to be late, to make that other person wait? So there's that. Always committing to getting somewhere 30 minutes late, or 30 minutes early. And then if you are chronically late, you'll probably start getting being late on that, but at least you'll be there 15 minutes early. And number two, do not make excuses. Don't walk in and give them, oh, the traffic, and oh, there was this ticket, and it's that, and I couldn't find this, and oh, all this. You just walk in, and you highly and sincerely apologize. If it's not sincere, well, then you can't do that. But I want you to get to a place where if you're late, you would be mortified. You'd be mortified that you made another human being wait, because their time is as valuable as yours. That's where there is no aristocracy scale. That's where there is no, it doesn't matter if they're a millionaire or poverty-stricken and never worked, their time is as valuable as yours. That is the equality square. So making a deep commitment that you're going to not make others wait. And number three, to start to really feel the effects of lateness. Energetically be present when you're late or when other people are late and how disruptive it is and how it changes the mood and changes the energy and changes the dynamic energetically be aware of how it feels inside of you how adult like are you how respectful are you when you show up on time and you're prepared and you're there and ready to go think of all the people that you really really respect and admire and that have helped you in your life were they an on time person 
were they a trustworthy person and start to energetically be aware of the metaphysical effects that timing and lateness has money is not the only thing that you can go in debt in timing is a debting thing as well so if you're constantly late or you're owing people articles or you're owing people phone calls that's why we use that term oh i owe you a phone call i know i owe you an email even when i say that now because i'm more present and more aware before i'd be like yeah yeah i got a million things to do i'm gonna get to it now even saying those words that i just said here with you is oh i owe you a phone call i owe you an email is is um it's i can feel the medical metaphysical effects of that that debting you know if you owe a credit card company five thousand dollars or twenty thousand dollars or you have you know eighty thousand dollars student loans and you can feel that pressure on your shoulders and even if you made a commitment like you know effort i'm not going to pay them metaphysically you can feel that when you're tired and you're drained and you're all this a lot of times energetically metaphysically behind the curtains the debt of anything will weigh you down and you may not know so time debting is the same you know time debting and making someone wait you've just time debt it that is um you know a very heavy feeling if you're aware and awake to it so those are the three things that really help me to stand in my center and commit to respecting all people you know because we can run around here and say oh well i'm you know i'm into diversity i love all people gay black straight uh you know it doesn't matter but then if you're making someone wait what kind of respect is that you know it's 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 similar it's not a it's, a it's not a racial question all people have equality and timing so i no longer want to feel the effects of time debting or making anyone wait